0: What's going on, everybody? How you doing today? Welcome back to another episode of So How'd You Get Here? I'm Angelo. I'm Tony. And uh, welcome to the show today. We have a guest that um, I'm just going to go right into some of his credits because there's a lot of them, and uh, we only have about an hour. Um, He worked on Mork and Mindy, Bob Newhart, Get a Life, uh, a few of his other credits, big ones, uh, Seinfeld, King of Queens, Rules of Engagement, Um, he's been Emmy-nominated, uh, I'd like to welcome to the show today, Mr. Wayne Kennan. Thank you for being here today, sir.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We have a mutual friend who is also a cinematographer, and she got you here today for us. Um, yeah. And uh, Thanks, thank you Robin. very much, Robin. Thanks, we appreciate Robin. that. Thank you, Robin. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I think I want to start with, um, I, know, I know there's a lot to cover and we don't so have much, a lot of time. So much. Um, born in... Whittier, California. Is that right?
1: Whittier, California. Born and raised in Whittier, California, till I was uh, seventeen or eighteen. I went off to school in San Diego.
2: Okay. Now, uh, I University of San Diego or San Diego San State? San
1: Diego State. Okay, the Aztecs. Yes. Nice.
0: Sports fan. Yeah. Um, okay, but um, did I hear correct in one of your interviews, or I read somewhere that both of your parents were from Midwest, more farm? Yeah, You're they were the first.
1: They grew up on farms. Yep.
0: So. Obvious question is You're here, no one in the business, no one that you know. Um, what was the first clue, or can you give us like the origins of the first camera you bought? I think I read something like you were like 11 or 12 or something like that, and yeah. you bought a Kodak or, or something. Was,
1: there was a drugstore up in Uptown Whittier that was going out of business, and we got a little, it was called a Brownie Regular 8 camera, and you had to crank it up. You know, we got it for 20 bucks.
0: That was a lot back then. Well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but
1: you know, compared, uh, and we started making little films. And that Uh, was Super Eight, regular eight, regular eight. eight. Okay,
0: and for the audience that may might not know, can you explain the difference between the two?
1: Uh, It's uh, very uh, a much smaller picture and a a little bit different, um, uh, you know, uh, configuration. In other words, it was more like a three by four. Academy, <laughs> got you, got yeah, you, got you. You can use that on a twenty dollar camera, but that's what that's what it was. And
0: what was this first masterpiece that you shot, or <laughs> s- or several of them? And how well, do we get a copy of it?
1: <laughs> I don't know if they exist anywhere uh, because you burned you destroyed sort them sort of all. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, actually weren't that bad. It was massacre at Cowpea Gulch.
0: Cowpea?
1: Yeah, we there was an area behind Whittier that was still uh, wilderness. And they, somebody, I think it was the pelliser Dairy, uh, grazed their, uh, some of their uh, cattle back there. So uh, it, for whatever reason, everybody called it calpee Gulch. Okay. And <laughs> so The In- massacre at calpee Gulch. <laughs> I
0: really would like to get a copy of yeah. <laughs> that. Um, if you could, take your mic and tilt it down this way just a little bit so it okay. points more. Yeah. That way, when you lean to the side, oh, it should okay. be. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. So... Uh, Massacre at Cow uh, P. -P Gulch. I'm assuming this is either a vampire or a Western. It was a Western. Okay, so it was one or the other. Uh, (laughs) And how how many people died in it?
1: Uh, I think it it ended with everybody (laughs) shooting each other and killing each other. So no sequel. Uh, It it. was a massacre. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And um, now, obviously... There's even some backstory leading up to you shooting that, like that you didn't just wake up one day and do that. Were you interested in photography? Did you already start to like to goof around with yeah. editing?
1: Uh, well, I started out with a uh, dark room in in my parents' bathroom, which didn't last very long. And uh, how did your
0: mom feel about that?
1: Well, once the tile got stained, she got a new bathroom. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs>
0: so it worked out for both of you. Okay, well played. But
1: that was the end of that. So,
0: and then, so. From a young age, you clearly liked some element of storytelling or photography or telling pi- stories with pictures. Well, can you walk us well, through it, a little it, bit of the beginnings? I,
1: I was a, a kind of a technically oriented kid. I'd take the, everything apart and okay. see how it worked. And um, oh God, what the. Um, Here's what happened, we went to, I, I was interested in this. And uh, I found uh, a magazine called American Cinematographer at the, the magazine stand in Uptown Whittier. They always carried a couple copies. Uh-huh. And uh, so I bought it and I said, well, you know, you could, this, was, this looks like a lot of fun. And, uh, and my buddies were going down to San Diego. Oh, let me go back a second. The, um, you know, in those days, ca- counselors, you met with them once. Even if you had, you know, problems, you met with them once. Yeah. And all they did was tell you what, what you should major in in college, what you should become.
2: Because they knew. They knew you. Yeah. yeah. And so I,
1: they, I was told I could be an engineer, a teacher, or a businessman, none of which interested me right. in the least. And I remember leaving there being, feeling kind of depressed. You know, and my buddy, my buddy's sister was a was a quite good looking, and she was picked for a show which I, I don't know if anybody remembers this one Dream Girl '67, or '68 I think it was called. No, it was a a reality show, one of the first reality shows, huh. and and I don't, really don't remember the how it went, you know, what happened and what, how you got there, but I, she won the Dream Girl. Thing. And we went down to the studio. I think it was NBC, probably at the at NBC. I think that's where it was. And and I saw these guys shooting, uh, you know, with uh, big giant video cameras right. in those days. But it just looked like that's what I want to do. That's you know that's I want to do something like that. And so my buddies were going down to San Diego State, and I just happened to open the catalog, and they had a telecommunications and film department, which no one ever had. Had, I didn't even know that existed. Right. Nice. You know, that that you could major in <clears throat> film, and that's what I did. And and love the cinematography part. Of it. You kind of fall in to 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 what you like to do. I mean, most people who go to film school in those days want to be a producer or a director. Right. Right. You know. Right. Everybody and,
0: wants to direct. Right.
1: <laughs> and I just wanted to, to light uh, scenes and create images, mm. and and that's what I pursued.
0: And then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up because we skipped. Uh, I, I from what I can, what I read on your bio, um, you let's see here's yeah. Um, I know you had also, um, if I if I remember correctly, you had a strong interest in music, right? You played yes. a couple instruments, right? So you were clearly artistically, or at least more of the arts bent right. already, right? But you also had kind of the analytical side as well for taking things apart. Yes, right, yes.
1: So. Making things work. Making yep.
0: things work or fixing things that yeah. are broken. Um, yeah. And then did those two things combine once you, I mean, you basically apply to, to San Diego University. What's the in, actual?
1: San Diego State University.
0: San Diego State University.
1: In, in those days, anybody. Oh, there is no idea. They didn't have a cap. You uh, know? We had 410 students in that, in that college, in, in our little section. Wow. Tele- telecommunications yep. and film. Well-funded. And, uh, you know, with, with lots of real equipment, you know, that had been donated. So, like, there was an old, I, I don't know if you know what an Oricon camera is. It was used by, by it was the original new 16-millimeter thir- uh, news Use camera. An- yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, we So had you were t-
0: cutting on moviolas and, and doing actual negatives and yeah. piecing?
1: Yeah, Wow.
0: I've seen it. I've never done it.
1: I've it seen it, it was a real hands-on uh, environment. Yeah. yeah.
2: But you're at San Diego State. You're still. It's not USC. It's not UCLA. You're still two hours away from LA. When you graduate, do you know
1: where, like, what you want to do? Get a job right away? I just, I just hung up a shingle and and started there. San Diego in in those days. This yeah. is long before. This is when there were still tomato patches to eat on either side of the uh, four of the five. Yeah. You know? uh, and. Uh, all those houses weren't there, and the high tech was had not moved in or anything. So there was, it was sort of like, uh, Aloha Land in a way. It, it was a real outdoorsy place, but there were some little little production companies, and uh, I did finally just worked my way in there by being by, by pestering them. You know, I didn't <laughs> know if, I didn't know how to come to L.A. yet because I had right, you know, how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Did
0: you have brothers and sisters? By the way, I have
1: up? an older brother, a high school teacher. Oh, okay. So the now, guy, the guidance yeah. counselor got him yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Missed the mark with yeah. you. Um, now, uh, that's a. I'm assuming at that time is a four year degree. Yeah. you graduated with a degree, and right. then you found out probably it doesn't get you work or something like that. Well, well, I
1: else. sort of, yeah yeah, but I, I was an optimist, you know, and I just I just never stopped and and. And I I think the most important thing, whether you're being a cinematographer or a brain surgeon or a a dog walker, you know, if it's something you want to do, stay away from the naysayers. I mean, people were telling me, what are you going to do? You're not going to, you know, ever work in L.A. You're not, you know, it's not going to happen. You don't know anybody, You, you know. I feel I, like you need
0: one or two naysayers and then about
1: yeah. five or six people who really well, champion you. Well, yeah, one thing I learned real fast, people who don't have faith in you will get rid of themselves. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's
1: a great piece of advice.
2: <laughs> but Plus, you're also surrounding yourself. There's, Like you said, there's another 400 people in that group at that school. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not just, like, throwing stuff at the wind, like, oh, I want to do film. Like, you're around a community of people that are actually trying to pursue yeah. similar, you know,
1: Things. Right, and we'd work together. Yeah, you know, one guy would direct one, and I was right. I was always trying to be the camera guy, the cameraman.
0: Interesting. And then um, I'm assuming at that level you're doing all the jobs. You're doing sound. You're doing design. You're doing your own editing.
1: They actually were pretty good about making a staff it as pro- as properly as possible. So this guy does the sound. This guy does you know, and and on the next film you might be doing something else. Right. Plus there was a, but you know I had my first job there, KPBS is the San Diego PBS station, was on campus. Oh, Oh, okay. And so we had a big studio, and it was completely staffed, you know, on the lower levels by the students, you know, a a whopping $1.75 an hour. And when I became— Sounds like an internship. I I (laughs) became—well, this was back in, you know, the the early 70s, and uh, that was, you know— Probably that wasn't bad. Minimum for... wage, you know, and I got I moved up to two dollars and twenty five cents an hour once I became a, a crew chief. Ooh. Once the uh, well, what were you doing with all your money? you rolling in, in it, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, a lid was ten bucks. In you know. So. Oh wow. wow. Um.
0: So. Um. Uh. And I don't know how far. I mean, I've tried to read quite a bit on you. Uh, wait, can you explain from college to what I really want to talk about? Because I'm sort of a nerd too is the general dynamics job working with rockets and missiles. Uh, I know there's some a lot in that space, but can you walk us up to that?
1: Yeah. I managed to I managed to work for about three years and just make enough money to where I didn't owe any money, but I didn't have any money. Right. Yeah, you kept saying
0: you had like twenty (laughs) five bucks in your
1: bank account on an Uh, an interview I saw or something like that. Well yeah, that was a I'll get to that in a second. (laughs) I I and I had interned at General Dynamics while I was at San Diego State.
0: And can you tell our audience what General Dynamics roughly is? Oh,
1: General Dynamics is a huge, to call it, it's a weapons company, you know. They make, uh, in those days, it was a Tomahawk cruise missile. And then other stuff, uh, like uh, Doppler radar, which uh, the Border Patrol uh, actually adopted. And they made Atlas missiles. They were the first. That's where they built the first Atlas missiles.
2: And that's because the military base is down there in San Diego. I that's why like all that was there. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a
1: good reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, it was, it was not my cup of tea. I realized after I'd been there a few months. And and let me back up. In the in prior to that, I had worked on uh, a a lo- very low budget. Um, what do you call it? A documentary about. Girls and Horses. There was a big horse community that this producer tapped into uh, and got this film made. And I was an operator, a camera operator on it. And we had like three or four cameras. We'd go to rodeos, where all, all female rodeos, and uh, you know, and jumping events and all that kind of stuff. Okay, and so what had happened is having intern there, I remember I finally had to move home. I was out of money. I came back to Whittier for one day. The phone rang. It was General Dynamics offering me a job.
0: <laughs> back uh, in
1: San Diego. Back in San yeah. Diego. Good thing you moved. Well, you know, I could fit everything in my Datsun station wagon. <laughs> All <you> $25. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, so I went down and did that. And in the meantime, the IA had been known for its uh, exclusiveness, you can't be in the union. You can't join the union unless you've done, you know, I think in those days it was 50 days of work. Oh. But you can't. But it has to be on a union show. But you can't work on a union show unless you're in the union. Right. I, I'm not kidding. That is.
0: It's like SAG. It, Same yeah. thing.
1: It's, it's to just going in a circle. I've seen people. <laughs> you know it's, and only, yet you found only, a way to break in <laughs> the only way you got a job back then is if like someone knew somebody your uncle or cousin right, or whatever yeah, yeah. if you had the right last name yeah. but but what happened was lawsuits massive lawsuits against all the locals in the IA just saying you know this is uh, you know, they this is against the law to keep people out and so it was very quietly put out that uh if you had the days and the right paperwork and everything and could prove you worked during a certain, between a certain time and whatnot. Was it
0: like 75 hours over six months or something like that?
1: I, I, you know what? I honestly can't remember what, what the... It's probably a lot, though, right? It, it was, but my the producer I worked for, uh, to well, to make a point, he, uh, I had, when, when I was working for General Dynamics, one of my jobs was, because I had clearance, was to drive the negative up to a cleared... Uh, uh, Facility, and I honestly don't remember the name of it. Uh, and I, then I'd have to, uh, you know, pick it up at the end of the day. So I started going to the uh, uh, once I got on the roster. That just got me on the roster. And once I got on the roster, I started going to uh, like Paramount and Universal. And just in those days, also you didn't need a badge or anything. Just it, walked on the lot. Well, it wasn't <laughs> that easy. I, I put a little. Uh, 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 sign in my front that said I was uh, a courier. Uh, I think I uh. called myself Park Place Courier, and I'd just hold up a what you know what looked like a, uh, a VHS tape in a in a bag, you know. And I found out you know some building. I said, Where is it? You know, and the guy would say, Oh, come on in, you know. And then I'd find the camera department and knock on the door. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. You just got to look official. Didn't yeah. Spielberg or yeah. did something like that? Walked on the lot, lot with a he universal a, lot. Yeah,
1: he, he set up an office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so
0: he just one-upped you a little bit. Yes. What, uh, may I ask, uh, General Dynamics and that whole time working with cameras and stuff, wh- what are we looking at in times of circa? Are we like early 70s, I would mid-70s? say that was
1: 1977. I was there 12 months and uh, I was uh, – towards the end of that, this guy was heading to Spain to do a documentary on –
0: Oh, that's right. You Car- went for Car- like three Carl- weeks
1: or something. Yeah, Carl Rogers, who was a uh, – he, he's famous for his conversations with Carl Jung, you know. A uh, you know, psychologist. And, yeah, and the um, – you know, having group therapy, you know, instead of just one-on-one having a room full of people all working right. on it. But anyhow, we came. I came back, and I just started pursuing it because that was my only job. And and I still knew people in San Diego. I was still living in Del Mar, in fact, and uh, and that kept me above water until I finally got a one-day call at Universal on Battlestar Galactica, the original. And there's an original, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> way back, yes, and. Uh, then I didn't work for about three months. I got food stamps, and, uh, and I, I made friends with the camera department at Paramount, and I worked a few days there, but then I was off for a, a while. And then um, the guy, the head of the camera department called me and said, I want you to come, I want you to come here, and I want you to sit in the audience and watch uh, Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. They were right, they, one oh, was wow. a Monday-Tuesday show. Marshall. Sh- yeah, yeah, one was a Monday-Tuesday <clears throat> show, one was a Thursday-Friday show. So I remember doing it because I had the flu or something at the time, it was pretty miserable and they keep those places really cold, but it paid off. Uh, I, I, I went back home, had not heard anything. I was down to 20 bucks. <laughs> And, it's, and, it's plummeting. And, <laughs> I know. and my buddy he made came that, over that five dollars last a long yeah, time. Yeah, he did. When he was, did. Yeah, hey, I was living on the beach. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, no, 130 bucks a month. No kidding. Picture window view of the uh, of the Pacific Ocean. It was a it was owned by land companies. It was amazing. It was amazing. That's four grand a month. Yeah, now. This is four grand. <laughs> four, <it's, laughs> that's so the cheapest. That's, for that's for a hammock. I saw that the they beach. wanted to sell the property for like 40 or 50 million dollars now. Yeah. It's right there. It's undeveloped the last time I saw it. But anyhow, uh, I...
2: So you're in the audience. Gary Marshall, Yeah, biggest so, producer, right. creator right so, now.
1: So anyways, I, I went out. I, my buddy came over, and I said, I got 20 bucks. I'll go, I'll go get us a six-pack to take down at the beach. I walked back in the house. The phone rang, and I've never looked back. He offered me a, a new a series that no one's ever heard of, but I didn't care. I got me in, got my hours,
0: so from um, roughly from school graduating to that, what was that that struggle of about just
1: si- about five six years? Wow, okay. that's fast. Usually it takes people like ten. So you're you're mid twenties, late twenties. <laughs> right. uh, late, I was about 27, 27? 28, Yeah. And for the audience, that show was that you that you got. Uh huh. Oh, it was. Oh, it was called "Struck by Lightning." Ah. Jack Elam played uh, the the uh, Frankenstein monster and. Uh, I can't remember the, the the other lead's name. Sorry,
2: that's okay. And how long did that show last? Like that was your first paid I was, union
1: job? No, it was my fir- well, it was my first real series. Got to it. Say it wasn't a day call. Okay, I mean I had done a bunch. Well, in fact, after that, I did day calls all the time on second unit stunts. Yeah, and and a- there was no safety. Oh,
0: I know days. about that. I want to get. We'll get to the truck story in a second, but um, I what a. I know you did some, like, film loading for a car thing, and then you also boomed one time, which, I mean, can you call yourself a real filmmaker if you haven't boomed at least once? <laughs> um, like, can you give us just a little bit of, sprinkle in a little bit of that before we jump to?
1: Uh, the, the, well, the other stuff I did, you know, I, I like I said, San Diego had a little film community, and you just sort of knew everybody, and if right. somebody had something to do, they hired all, you know, They usually called, you know. Like I said, it was little, so you could hire everybody, and you know, in a couple of phone calls.
0: Right, right. Um, And then, um, were you? Did you find? um, I kind of try to weave this in anywhere. Uh, Were there? Was there a mentor or a couple people you looked up to, or a few people whose lighting you admired? Like, were you getting into that space at all, or does that come later?
1: That comes later. I was. I was still, as far as I was concerned, just. Tickled Pink to be an operator, yeah. you know. Oh, here's what I was going to say. The guy who did the horse thing, the, I went for an interview at Warner Brothers, and, and it said two on the roster for me. I didn't know what that meant. I thought that meant I would be a second assistant, which I thought I would have a much better opportunity of getting a job. So Second assistant camera. Second assistant yeah. camera. Loading and,
0: mags and, like, slates and marks and on the ground. Schlepping, on, yeah.
1: yes. And... So I immediately got in my car cuz he told me the guy at the uh, in the camera department said says here you're an operator. I I'm, I'm not hiring you as an operator. You're not old enough. I got in my car and drove straight down to the producer's house. 100 it was like 120 miles. I didn't <laughs> I didn't something said, You got to rewrite this. You got you got to tell and they, he looked at me and he says, "You're you're an asshole. You know it's going to take it's going to take you 10 years to get where you are now."
0: So you're basically, you were given a voucher for varsity, and you're asking to be demoted to freshman. Yes. Well done, sir. <laughs>
1: did, he,
0: did he slap you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he, said,
1: he says, you're an idiot. I'll see you in town. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Go out and be an operator. You operated on my film, and you did a good job. You already know how to do it. So. That's what. So happened. you I drove did. back
0: 120 miles <laughs> and did what?
1: Oh, well, I know. By that time, I was still I was still living in in Delmar. Oh, okay,
0: okay. You know, I got you.
1: My parents lived lived in Whittier at the time, so if I had to stay overnight, I just went out to their house and stayed in my old room.
2: Right. Nice. So you're on. You're on Struck by Lightning. This is you're working. Yeah. How long did that series last?
1: I think it was about. I think I came in because they they uh, fired some people. Okay. And. uh uh, it's the best way to get a job Yeah <laughs> I think I did about I don't know 10 episodes I think it was Just at the end of it You know
2: As just one of the camera operators yeah, On a three camera show On a three show. camera show uh, Yeah And then that job led to Now that you're on the lot You're probably meeting a lot of people Does that job lead to another job Or just, well, just Is that kind of how the community works Just you, Good work begets good work or? See
1: and I was fortunate In those days Every lot still had a camera department they had a head of the camera department. They were little fiefdoms. You, you, know, you had to make money. Your department had to make money to exist. Got so it. they were renting cameras to their own films. It was, it was, you know, I think it was an IRS thing. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Sounds about right. And uh, um, how did I get hired? Oh, yeah. This, I learned real fast make friends with the secretaries. The heads ah, of the department yeah. don't make the phone calls. And if they're going to need an extra operator the next day, call around 2 or 3 o'clock because that's when the uh, preliminary call sheets come in and what they need. And so you're saving that person a phone call, right. you know, and they're, they're always happy to say, great, Wayne, be here, be someplace in L.A., you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever. But you, you were proactive it. in getting work. I mean, I, you weren't just waiting for people to like, hopefully hire you. Well, no. Well, here's the other thing. In those days we got paid a 43.2 hour week from the first day we started a show to the last day, even at Christmas, you got full pay during Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was great, you know? And uh, yeah, you were making uh,
0: more than $25. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. It was a, it
1: was a good times. So. I just saw a twinkle in your eye too. <laughs> um,
0: and then, um, I, um, uh, from from that struck by lightning to uh, what's what's the jump to Mork and Mindy because I actually have a oh. question
1: about Mork and Mindy uh that that jump was made it, I, when I don't know if you read the trades when Robin died they mentioned that they hired a fourth camera because there's always that's a, my question there was yeah. always a line in the script that says mark goes crazy you know where he'd run <laughs> around and, and they weren't get, getting enough of that. From their three cameras that were already there, so they hired uh, my friend Gene Jackson, and he was my first, and me, and that's what we did for that for two seasons. So okay. Gary
2: Marshall started
1: the uh, four the four camera. Uh,
2: yes.
0: Okay. So my one of my other best friends of seventeen years, his name's Greg Wilson. He worked for Gary for the last ten years of his life, and with Heather Heather Hall, his his right hand. Um, and the story I've told, and I would I'll just. I'll set it up because it comes with that question. Um, he said that they got Robin on for the episode of Happy Days, uh, where he, one of the few guest stars that got a standing ovation because he squares off with the Fonz. Mm-hmm. And he got a call as that episode aired going, this guy's amazing, do you have a pilot? Gary lied through his teeth and went, absolutely, I got but right here. <laughs> call me next week. And then he hung up. He's like, I got nothing. I got to create something for this guy. <laughs> so they bring him in for the first, first or second episode of Mork and Mindy. And um, he's running around being awesome and crazy, and Gary yells, cut, and uh, goes, did you get that? And whoever this older camera guy, Union, probably sick of it, he's like, well, he never ran past here. Like, and he goes, but he's genius. How did you not get that? And this guy was like, well, if he's a genius, have him hit his mark. And so they bring in a fourth camera which in essence starts four camera sitcom specifically for Robin. Well, and I want to actually talk to someone who was there because yeah. I'm curious how much of that is Gary punching up the story because he's good at that. He can make anything funny and how much of that is that is that what you've Accurate. heard. No, that's ac- why
1: that's why we were hired. We were told that's why we were hired. Just follow Robin
2: Williams
0: follow
1: around. Robin Williams <laughs> and always on particularly at that moment you we want it to be all good. So it was it was ah. it was you know, challenging.
0: Because you have to keep up with a guy who's jumping over couches well, yeah, and, and, and cartwheels. you don't know where he's
1: going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rehearsal. You and know. it just
0: said in the script, and he goes crazy.
1: And Robin goes crazy. That's it. That's all it said. And he could do whatever he wanted, because he was great at improv. Well, probably some of the best comedy I've ever seen in my life, and unfortunately nobody had phones then or anything, was when Jonathan Winters came on the the show playing the baby there yeah yeah before before you know what would happen is robin would walk in and then jonathan would walk in and they would immediately immediate. it was no like hey how was your week or anything they were immediately in a routine an improv routine and it was it was great it was amazing uh, oh. I wish I just wish there was somebody would have had a. You know, no, because then it would be know, all over there. I like yeah. that
0: it's in memory and story. <laughs> yeah, oh, some things need Everything to just be either.
1: as is. That's great.
0: Okay, so it is true. Um, I I got to work a little bit around Gary. He was a super generous guy. Uh, oh, great guy. We can make anything funny. Gave me my first line in a movie. I mm-hmm. I, I like. I I missed Gary, but um, I just I'd heard a few stories, and you always like eh, how much has somebody kind of like embellished a little bit, but that sounds accurate. Which, uh, which is pretty awesome.
1: And he wasn't an arrogant guy at all. He was uh, just a, a, a peach of a person. He would talk to any, he knew everybody on the crew.
0: And did I read, or you either said in an interview or you, I read it somewhere on you where you um, didn't know he was the director and you suggested I, something <laughs> or something like that?
1: I, did no, I get that right? No, here's what happened. I, we were brought in, Gene and I, this was after, this was bef- just before Mark and Mindy. We were okay. brought in to do the, the girls. The uh, and Shirley joined the Army.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Gary was directing uh, second unit. And we were on second unit with Gary. And, my, and Gene says, I'm, I'm just yelling, hey, Gary, do, do you want me to hold that? Uh, you know, something about the shot, you know, because they had a video assist in those days. You know. Oh, yeah. And we were up on a crane, and there was no way for him to see what we were doing. And, uh, and, and I didn't think anything about it you know and jean looks at me and says Do you know who that is <laughs> i said not really like yeah, the second
3: director yeah,
0: unit or yeah,
1: something. Yeah, like yeah. That. second unit director he says, "Oh, no, that's Gary Marshall. He owns this show." <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: and, and then your response was,
1: uh, "Well, he seems to respond to me like a, like a regular guy. <laughs> yeah. He's not. I don't think I've pissed him off." No, he, he was never like that.
0: He was no. always super kind. He was actually genius, and then he would disguise it with like, "I don't know what I'm doing," and he right. knew exactly what he was
1: doing. Well, one of the you know the thing about the four camera sitcom is, as soon as we had four cameras. Uh, I don't know who the director was. They were doing uh, uh, Taxi.
2: No, J- Jimmy Burrows. I yeah. think. Yeah, I, think, I think it was. Yeah.
1: And, and, and and Jimmy comes. He came over, saw what we were doing, went back, and said, "I want four cameras." <laughs> and pretty soon, <laughs> everything it just took off. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and how long were you on more committee? The whole run no, of the no, show? No, just the last two seasons.
0: Oh. oh, okay,
1: okay. I think it only went five years, didn't it, or something like that? I, yeah, I mean,
0: probably five or six, so yeah. something like that. But. um, and um, you probably already know this, too, but Gary had asked his son, Scotty, like, hey, do you like Happy Days? He goes, yeah, it's all right, Dad. You know, w- what would you like to see if I do an episode? He goes, I want to see an alien. And Gary's like, all right, I got to write an alien. <laughs> That's Mork." There you go. That, I mean, from that to four cameras, you've changed the game. <laughs> um, all right, uh, I've asked a lot of questions.
2: No, no, no. But now you're doing four-camera sitcoms. Now you have that under your belt. Where does that take you? Are you just more, I just, just got to get another job now?
1: Yeah, and you know, you just hope, and you do it the same way. Uh, you just hope uh, you've done a good enough job that you'll get the next job. Right. And now, looking at your whole resume, I mean, you. I
2: mean, I mean, we were we were blown away that you've worked, you've worked with Robin Williams, Bob Newhart, and then Jerry Seinfeld, like three monster comedy people. So you got on Newhart after uh, clearly after that but was that yeah.
1: and you were on that show well what here's 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 a here's what happened in the business what happened was 1 inch came in
0: i don't know what that is yeah, oh, 1 inch
1: vi- 1 inch videotape ah okay oh. when, and that's when uh, you know all in the family cuz they and... used to be
0: on the 3 3 inches or something like that Two the inch. betas? Oh, okay
1: 2 inch but i mean so all those guys were that uh, that came out of uh, Metro Media. I, it was called Metro Media. It's still there. They were doing one inch in you know, all those shows, uh, All in the Family, and 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 so it was cheaper than you know buying film, processing it, cutting it together, making a a, a release print, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, so it took over sitcoms. Well, I'm just going to say it. I was horrible at oh. at the pedestal at working, running a pedestal. I was terrible. I was good on the wheels, you know, and good on a, a O'Connor head, but I was <laughs> terrible on, you know, you had to dance with the camera, really. And uh, so...
0: Uh, well, it's also a brand new, in essence, medium, and I guess in a way, right? It's what you've not trained on for the last 10 years. Well... Or is there a different issue that caused...
1: Well, no, the struggle? issue, the is for me, it was just having to zoom, focus, and move... And do everything myself. So, are
0: you pulling your own focus and zooming? Oh,
1: yeah, and moving the camera. You know, wow. I, I mean, there are people who are good at it, really good at it. And, you know, God bless them. But I, I remember just being chewed out in the, in the producer's uh, office after an episode of, you know, at Sony. And, and I, I walked out and I said, okay, now I got to find a single camera show. I, I loved comedy, though. I still wanted to do comedy. But I ended up on a, uh, uh, A shoot 'em up uh, uh, spy show Mm -hmm. uh, that was that I learned very quickly that this was I did not want to do this kind of work the rest of my life for seventy to eighty hours a week. You know, I mean, if you have a girlfriend, she's not there in three weeks because you're too tired when you come home (laughs) to do anything, and you. You got to come. Yeah,
0: is this was that the um, was that the show where they had you hanging off the
1: truck? Oh no, that was before that. Oh, yeah.
0: sorry. I, I sorry. We skipped it. Would you tell that story, please?
1: Well, it was. Uh, you know, I was a new kid in town, and I, I didn't know how they did things. And and uh, it was a show called BJ and the Bear. All those. All those. Uh, there. There were three shows: Dukes of Hazard, BJ and the Bear, and uh, oh, Sheriff Lobo. Those the, the car fairly rate. big
0: action car stunts.
1: Yeah, with a little humor thrown in, mm-hmm. and um, you we like I said you didn't have video assist, so you had to be looking through the no matter what was coming at you, you had to be looking through the eyepiece.
0: Do you, but, um, sorry, and Paul, do you wear contacts when you have to be in the eyepiece, or do you just keep your glasses on?
1: Oh, you can adjust the the uh, uh, I adjust the eyepiece for my my glasses. vision. Got Copy got that. for okay. my vision. I I take my eyeglasses off. Yeah. And uh, and correct it. Uh, And the um, the show. He wanted a shot of the tire getting close to a cliff, you know, going off the road. And we're in a semi. And he, the the stunt coordinator, put a hemp rope. It's probably a (laughs) (laughs) three-quarter inch hemp rope around me. And I stood on an AKA
0: Apple box. AKA the harness. I
1: stayed on an Apple box. So this thing went around me and went up here and hooked me onto the rear, the, the side view mirror. Of Which a, is
0: obviously meant to hold a human being up yeah.
1: at 40 and, miles an hour. Well, we, we weren't quite going that fast, I don't think. But we were moving. And, and I'm just looking down thinking, I guess this is how they do it. You know? and, <laughs> you know, and we got the shot. We got the shot and they were happy. And I got called for more of those. I didn't like. Always doing them. So you're now much. a stunt. So you're a stunt,
0: <laughs> yeah. stunt coordinator yeah. slash cameraman <laughs> slash dp
1: And the, uh, the, um, I remember this, this one scene I had to shoot where a car's coming right at me spinning and it's, and it's supposed to stop like, you know, three or four feet in front of my camera. And they had, you know, a, a rope around me then with two guys ready to yank me out of the way in case I was going to get hit. And, uh, this lady parked that thing three feet in front of me to, to perfection. And I just said, how did you learn to do that? She says, well, you, we, uh, we rent a car, we buy the insurance, and we go up to, Mo, go up to Mojave and practice. I mean, <laughs> so, how else you know? do you do that? You've got to practice. And, and she was great at it.
0: How many, how many t- times did she have to hit her mark?
1: Oh, just one. was just if one the, and you got it. If the show was good, if the shot was good, you didn't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so that, but that wasn't, you didn't like working on those shows. That wasn't like those long, whatever, I, I, Well, 70-hour weeks, I still, I, you know, I had lived at the beach long enough to know that having a good time is, should be a part of life. Right. Yeah. And so when did
0: you meet, uh, you, you're married with a couple kids. Yeah. You have two daughters, right? Is that yes. right? How, uh, give us a little insight there because you've, Maintained a very healthy career and also relationships. So,
1: well, I once I got into New Heart, once I got back to New, what happened was One Inch was popular for just that one little period there, went until Telecine was invented mm-hmm. as flying spot scanner for the film. Now, and they were convinced that library wise, this would be the smartest thing to have is the film original. You know, because if the, you know I've seen old videotape stuff of uh, that period, and it doesn't look good anymore. Yeah, because
0: it just it degrades over
1: time. And they could they could transfer film to a PAL system for Europe, and and you know it was just more it gave gave them a much wider uh, um, breadth to uh, to sell this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so I finally we went back. Uh, Bob Newhart did not like videotape and so i got hired on there as a camera operator because the one guy was leaving to go become a dp and um, so i got hired back on i had done one i think i don't remember how that all falls into place time-wise but i was so happy to be back and laughing and and i just i've stayed there ever since
2: i don't know if i read something or if i heard it on another audio but was it true that Bob Newhart was a big fan of doing just one take? Yes. And if you, and if you got it
1: right, he didn't, keep it going. You know, he said this. He says, I, did, did any camera have it? As long as one camera had it, I am not doing it again. It's not funny a second time. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was before, once again, we didn't have video assist. So he'd make all the writers take uh, front row center, you know, for show night. Mm-hmm. And then he'd walk up and talk to them about changes. But usually there weren't any changes. Right, You know, it was shot one scene after another, and that was that. Unless there
0: was a, obviously a mistake yeah, and you have to go or, back Yeah, and
1: or it. a technical thing where the film jammed or something. Was
2: Gary like that as well on Mork & Because how, how do you have Robin Williams do something amazing again? Like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean, capturing that?
1: I don't really remember doing uh, doing that more than once yeah. per episode. Yeah. That and, and where he talks to Orson, that was done once an episode. That was a... We took turns. I don't know if you remember the show. He talks to Orson at the end of the. What did you learn?
2: But yeah, I mean, I think in a lot of comedies, I mean, like you said, Bob Newhart was pretty, probably accurate. It's
1: not funny the second or third time if you can get it on the first take. He likes. He wants. He wants the real laughter. He doesn't want to put it. He says, "I'm not putting laughter in where it doesn't. Where yeah. it wasn't in the, you know, the audience. Unearned laughter, right? So right.
2: <clears throat> to kind of keep it moving. At this time, you're still camera operator. Yeah. When do you make that jump to? DP,
1: cinematographer, I mean, is that just... Heart. Uh, New Heart was a show I moved up on. And what, what happened there was, uh, to make a long story short, they, had, uh, they, they were giving our crew a second show. And, and, and I went to the camera department. In those days, there's still a camera department at CBS. And he says, the guy says, hey, we're giving you, you know, it was a good deal. And he says, and I said, yeah, but I want to move up. And he says, he says, yeah, but look what we're giving you. And I said, yeah, but I want to move up. He says, well, go talk to the DP on your show and tell him you want to move up, you know? And I, I went in and, and, and the DP said, said to me uh, about the deal that we've made. He says, how'd that go? And I said, good. And he says, well, what'd you tell him? I said, I told him I wanted to move up. That can be really dangerous. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. I just took my chances. Because I, 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 oh, what I was going to say is I I had confidence in myself that I could do this because I was doing it on the single camera show. Right. And uh, he walked over to me about 15 minutes later and says, you want to move up on this show? And I said, yeah, but you know what? I I don't know how to light a three-camera show. He says, start coming in Wednesday nights and we will uh, teach you everything you need to know. And so he would give me... You know, he sh- showed Were me. Were you his
0: backup or alternate, or was he done with the show and he wanted out?
1: No, he, yeah, he was moving on. Ah, okay. He was just moving on. And uh, uh, he, he had not told production yet or anything. And I was coming in and, and uh, watching him light. And he was explaining to me why he's doing this and doing that. And once he, he uh, at the end of it, I had shot, the, by the time we got to the final episode of that season, I had lit that entire episode. He says, you you light this entire episode because and your your you know your future will depend on it. Yeah. <laughs> and he told the producer and the producers and they finally said, okay. And Bob Newhart said, okay, that's probably the <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah.
0: And if you had um, I know you you obviously opt for a long time. Do you, is your heart or passion do you enjoy lighting more than you enjoy? Yes. Ca- oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I love I love lighting and you know, and setting up a shot.
0: Um and this is way back, and I can't remember when you said it in one of your interviews. But you said something along the lines of, "You could learn more about lighting, shooting in black and white." Someone told you that in 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 high, in college when you were shooting movies, and and I was curious why that is.
1: Uh, because you have col- When you have color, you have all this color that uh, you know. You have to really model everything in black and white. Otherwise, it's it's just a gray picture. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, you know if if. If I just put up a, this big this big light on you two guys and shoot it in black and white, it's going to be pretty flat. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're you know you're wearing all these colors and and your background and you know it's it it enhances it makes it easier to make a nice picture. I think
0: there's so you, less to hide behind in yeah, terms of that you right. have to got it got it okay that makes sense. I was just curious.
2: Sorry. Go ahead. So you were in the right place at the right time, obviously on Newhart, but you also had the wherewithal to. I want more. It wasn't really about a new job and whatever more money they're offering you. You wanted to move up. You took, right. the, you took a chance. You worked really hard. And then now
1: that, became, that begot your DP career. Yes. So you lit the rest of the show. I, lit, I think I did the last three seasons of New Heart. And then once that's, once that's done, now you're just a DP yeah, well, on other shows. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yes. You know, I had to go find another job, right. which turned out to be Get Alive. And so, so this is what mid 80s. That would be 1987 that okay. I moved up. And, and then, when did Seinfeld start? 89. That's. I think it started. 90? I think it started in maybe 80, 80, 88 or 89. Okay. Uh, and because its first season was four episodes. Yeah, right. Second season was 12 episodes. Yeah. I came in on the third season. Um, Which is their first full season. Yeah. And yeah. once again, I was in, the, I was, I, Get Alive had finished. I was on the, the, the lot just to say hi, you know, just to make sure my face is still around. So, Angela, moral, moral of this podcast <laughs> get is on the get lot. on the lot. <laughs>
2: just walk around and hopefully somebody sees you. Yeah. And
1: yeah.
0: they
2: talk to you. And by the way, also just only talk to you Assistance. and I'm
1: learning a lot over here I'm learning a lot and the first AD I see her she's who I knew from a a pilot that I had done she sees me and she says hey are you working I said no I'm looking for a job she says she says you want to do Seinfeld you'll come on in and meet the producer so I went in and met the producer and Two week a week later, I took over the show. I mean, I'm sure that I, he was I'm leaving. Trying to think, there's several producers, but it wasn't Larry David. No, no, it was the line producer, it. Tom Sharonis.
0: Oh, Tom Sharonis. Okay, all right. And so you, um, you told us, you told a story about something. Uh, the limousine, I think, was the first episode. Yeah, no, there was no. something about rain. I can't remember. The limo
2: episodes, like I think in like
1: Seinfeld lore, it's like top five best episodes like ever. And that was your first episode. Here, yeah, and that was my test episode too. And boy, did we have a lot of shit going on. Oh, <laughs> oh,
0: so you, you got gold out of a difficult situation. Please, please regale well, okay. us.
1: Okay, here's, here's, it was a real rainy uh, time of year. Well, before that, I, I knew how to do Hansard. Uh, you, you know who the Hansards are, were? No. The Hansards were, the, were the, the only company, the only place in town that did rear screen projection. Oh, a rear screen projection right. is: you'd take this little projector, put it at that way that over there on that end of the stage, and there'd be a screen, a translucent screen behind the car. Okay. You know, and it would project movement. You know, right? Real, and they they, they would go weren't out and they a it.
0: private family company yeah. that yeah. only did that and just that,
1: that. just that. And that was probably one of their last gigs because blue screen and green screen and all that stuff was starting to happen. Well,
0: okay. and now we've come for a full circle with Favreau and everything he's doing with Mandalorian.
1: Right, right. With the uh, what do you call? I forget what they're called. The, uh, the this LED big, panel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm sorry. Anyway, so you there was real rear screen projection, yeah. which Cameron was a big fan of, obviously for Aliens and a couple other movies, and then you were. Um, you had the job for Seinfeld, and how did those two things come well, here's,
1: together? here's here's the deal with Seinfeld. On that day, we were over at Paramount on their back lot. That's where we shot that limo show. Okay, and uh, is that where
2: all the shows? No, it,
1: the CBS lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact I'll tell you uh, th- that little story in a second. But what he, it was raining. It was mm-hmm. pouring rain, and I look. Tom Sharonis was also the director. He's producer director. I said, hey. It was just pouring rain. I said, "He says we can't do this." And I said, well, "I'll tell you what. Let let's do this. Let's block every scene with them holding umbrellas and or whatnot. And if it let when it lets up, we will just Shoot. start shooting. Yeah. And it it worked. We we we. It stopped raining. We that's why that looks so pretty. You know that right. it, with with because it was a real wet down. The buildings were wet. The ground was wet. Everything was wet. And uh and we shot everything, and just about the time they yelled "That's a wrap," it started pouring rain again. They were they were spot on, you know. They were spot on. So you run uh, so that was amazing. But uh, you're on Seinfeld.
2: That was their first full season, season three. Yeah. And you stayed the, the whole duration of the show. Yes. Like
0: three through it go nine eight seasons nine seasons.
2: They say nine. Yeah, nine seasons. You also have some some not acting credits, but you're in several episodes. <laughs> you're, in, you're in the diner.
1: Yeah, you're the they, guy in the diner. The they uh, it was one of those days where they said, "Listen, uh, we need to pre-shoot something. Let's just pre-shoot the diner." And they said, "We don't have any extras. Let's put the crew in." Right. So uh, in that particular scene that I'm in, everybody in there is a is a crew member. Is a crew That's member. Awesome. <laughs>
0: so I did not know you had a thespian career yeah. also to add to your <laughs> resume. What a, what plays are you doing next? Anything we we'll, we'll see you in maybe? I only,
1: I only do Neil. Uh, what's his name? Simon, Neil LaBoot? Yeah, Neil Simon, Oh, Neil, yeah. yeah, Neil LaBoot, too. All
0: right, all right, all right,
2: dude. So, so you're on Seinfeld eight, eight, nine seasons. I mean, your job seems like any other job, actor, writer, like you just gotta always keep moving, try to find other jobs. Like no one's offering you jobs, are well, they?
1: Most DPs have uh, um, agents. I never got an agent. I learned that if I we well, were on the lot the whole time. People if, are just like, hey, you had to work. If, if, <laughs> if I made friends with the producers and got them to like me, right. they called me, mm. you know?
0: That's better than an agent. Way better. Or you have 10 agents now. Yeah, that I mean, I figure
1: for the amount of work I did, I put both girls through private colleges on that 10% I would have otherwise given him.
0: Are your daughters in film or anything related to My film? My
1: youngest is uh, is working for a manager and maybe may on the track to become a manager herself with Three Arts. You know, oh, yeah, a, Three Arts. Yeah. They're huh. huge. And my other daughter is a musician. She played the saxophone too? <laughs> no, no. She she plays keyboard.
0: Oh, which you play yeah. a little bit of keyboard, I believe, right?
1: <laughs> Sometime. It's been a while. A saxophone and something else. Guitar more than anything, yeah. Guitar.
2: Okay. So all looking right. at the list of credits, you basically that, that one single camera show was pretty much
1: all you worked on. You stayed comedy the whole
2: time, pretty much?
1: Yeah. Multicam? Yeah, I did I did one. Um one low-budget feature that made it to Sundance competition. You know, it was a three-week sh- yep. shoot, and we did it. And uh, I did another film with uh, Jason Alexander that didn't do so well. It didn't. It never got. Um, it's. I think it, you can find it on. Uh, uh, anyway, Amazon any, any or streaming somewhere. service. But yeah, it, it. I don't think it ever was in a theater.
2: Um. What, what do we? What do we do after Seinfeld? Obviously, you did that Seinfeld show um, that only lasted, maybe the, the pilot or whatever. It's like,
1: you know, it was, that was with Peter Melman, who was one of the Seinfeld writers. We did, we did two half seasons. And in the meantime, I'm just trying to remember what else I did. That, but that, that just time. goes to
2: show you, like, just because you're a writer on a hit show, doesn't mean that the next show is going to yep. do
0: anything. No, uh-uh. Yeah.
1: Yep. No. There's no way. And, and I'm the least of all to know what's good. The stuff I think is good usually gets Right. You know, canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Seinfeld.
2: Except for Seinfeld. <laughs> what um, anybody that you really want to work with still? That you haven't haven't had the opportunity. I feel like you've had such a long career and you've been on all these shows. All the, I mean, Seinfeld, Newhart, anyone that you like. Oh, I'd love to get on a show like that or
1: someone that's inspiring you right now. Um, well, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I've had a, it's been a really good year uh, as far as people and i you know i'll wait to see the the ratings but yeah. we we just we it just aired my the one uh, it's called uh how we roll okay it, it just aired and i d- did okay in ratings i don't yeah. know when i was when there were three networks if you had a 20 share or below you were out of here and well, what was that the Niel- Nielsen rating? Yeah, yeah and some of these shows get picked up with a one and a half share yeah you know, nowadays, I think they well, there's see... also like a thousand shows. Now. Yeah, it's like... not
0: five networks. It's 50 streaming.
1: Series. No. Well, I mean, for Emmys, think about it. Back when there were three networks, there was probably how, how much, how many primetime shows? Twenty five, maybe. Maybe there are over five hundred and fifty scripted shows eligible for Emmys this Ugh. year. Who's going to watch all that? <laughs> I mean, that's good for work, uh, yes. not yeah. so much for trying not to for, watch yeah. everything. But that's
2: why there's that 1.5% share. That's why right. the shows keep getting picked up. Because well, yeah. you don't need the 20%
1: yeah. and get the boot. I think they're looking at it in the long term more so than, uh, than in and out, you know.
2: Uh, well, a little
0: bird whose name I will not repeat told me that you have a dream still to do a Bollywood production <laughs> and i'm not going to say this person's name rhymes with bobbin
1: but it might. i would love to we when we were at sony when you shoot at so- sony has they, they bring in a you know we'd have a tv set in there that hooked up to the, the the company's cable and they have uh you know two or three spanish cha- channels aimed at spain and south america they and they had uh a bollywood television channel where you got to see uh um, what, what's what, uh, singing competition mm-hmm. that we have here? It's the same, you know. Like an American Idol, but in yeah, Bollywood. It's an yeah. mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's Indian Idol. Yeah. And uh, th- those are pretty good, but I just loved the, uh, the, the art direction. You know, everything is just over the top. Yeah. Silk, red, orange, blue, just, you know, all of this in, uh, in huge, mm-hmm. huge choreography. You know? Oh, yeah. 50, 60 people yeah. all doing the same thing. It looks like fun to me. <laughs>
0: I, I'm, I'm. Are you going to dance in it as well? Because they might need some extras yeah, to fill in know. the back yeah, slots. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you want to start dancing at 70. The,
1: only if the rest of the crew wants to. All right. All right.
2: Deal. Where do you see the future of cinematography going? Do you see it more in that John Favreau, Mandalorian, with all the LED lighting, all that stuff? Or do you think it's going to be more still traditional with just added
1: I th- I think... It will depend on the story. I mean, you, you, know, you couldn't do a movie like Driving Miss Daisy with a bunch of panels. It, you wouldn't have that out in the country space. You can't you make know. the country behind you. Well, <laughs> you, you can, but yeah. I just wouldn't. I don't think. It's not Iowa. <laughs> I, I think it probably has a much bigger effect on actors. Okay. okay. Not having. I, I did a, a, a little thing uh, with RuPaul. Uh, about I don't know, four or five months ago, mm-hmm. they, they took they took a a Brady Bunch script episode that that aired and they took the script word for word and replaced all of the ladies in uh, the Brady Bunch with drag queens. OK. And uh, we thought, had. I funny. want to watch that. We yeah. had a it's uh, streams on, I think, Paramount. OK. I think I think it's I streams Paramount. Paramount. Plus, you, what was the name of it? uh. Cla- pa- uh what? I'll just look up RuPaul. It's yeah. fine. RuPaul Classics, it. I think it's called. Hey. But we had a green screen. Mm-hmm. But it was the same deal. They had gone back and taken footage from the original Brady Bunch and taken pieces and rebuilt a, the, the whole house. You know, I think there was a bathroom, there was a bedroom, and the living room, and the kitchen. And they, you know, I was walking around in the Brady Bunch kitchen but it was all green stuff. You know, there would be a green table yeah. or, or everything. If I looked up at the monitor, I would see myself in the Brady Bunch kitchen. If I looked back, all I saw was green. green. Yeah. And we did that. It, and it worked. But that's
0: not the same as walking onto one of Ridley Scott's sets where everything is built and you get to live in that
1: world. Right. Yeah, I think that's, I to me, that would be hard to be an actor in yeah. a blue screen environment if that's yeah. all you had. Yeah.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Now, obviously, some stuff can't be shot without it, but right. when, well, that's a question, I guess, of taste. When it's able, you would prefer to shoot the real thing in oh, the real yeah. space.
1: Yeah, if you could really do that, yes, if it exists.
0: Um, uh, last, um, we're kind of coming up to an hour, so I have one or two questions. If it's okay. I'd love to finish up with. Oh,
1: sure. I'm, a, I'm not in any uh, One
0: is not really uh, that profound, but I would love to get your take. Uh, do you prefer the title cinematographer or director of photography and why?
1: Huh. Well, you know, it took a long time, I think, to get the word director. If anybody who had it, it's a it's a it's a title thing. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. And I've heard I've heard other cinematographers by. Well, the, the old timers when I was a young timer, you know, they said, don't let go of the director of photography. We don't want to let go of that. I say cinematographer just because it's shorter, shorter. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, we, we want to keep that director of photography in the credits. And
2: just for the audience that's watching us on YouTube and listening, explain like what, what is that job what what are you doing? You're just lighting and setting the, the room for the for each individual shot. Is that what the director of photography essentially does?
1: Well I I always thought that the the most important thing we do is set a a context for the story to take place and to help it. Okay. To to not harm it, you know, to right. make it believable and make it uh um happy sad uh, romantic color,
0: color palettes yeah. uh, sharpness of lighting yeah, or, right
1: and d- you know how much uh, um dark and light you have mm-hmm. contrast um all of that goes into to, to what i consider a, a, what we do
0: the sum total of all light in that frame is your responsibility
1: yes that's a, a lot of That's a
0: lot of pressure. Yeah, I, I hope they say, pay yeah. you more than $25. <laughs> yeah. um, second question, and there's only, there's only three total. Second would be... Um, <laughs> you ask a question if you got no, one. No, I can <laughs> wait for yours. Um, my, my second question would be, um, if um, if you weren't... We kind of ask everybody this, so it's not that... that That's true. Uh, if you didn't make it in cinematography, or you just had decided to change your mind and be like, hey, you know what, this isn't quite for me, what... Is there a second thing you think you would have ended up doing or pursuing or loving to?
1: I probably would have pursued music.
0: Okay, music, and uh, specifically guitar and saxophone.
1: Yeah, something like that. I I I really didn't know that much about you know like Berkeley and these places that are uh, yeah that are um, you know oriented to, like that and they're turning out pop stars now. You <laughs> right. know, right? You would have been a pop star. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I could see you. New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys. You got it. You already want to do Bollywood. Um, um, and then, what kind of music? Like, who were a couple of your fans? Uh, like, what did you grow up listening to?
1: Buffalo Springfield, Birds. Okay. Uh, all right.
0: Bob Dylan a little bit. No. Oh yeah, Bob oh, okay, Dylan. Okay. Right, sure.
3: Right.
1: Joni Mitchell, Moby Grape.
0: The fact that you play all the instruments and you are into music—that's probably a great backup, even if you hadn't done cinematography. Yeah, I don't think
1: I, I, I. My gut feeling is I probably would not have been that great of a musician. I'm not. I'm not a kid. I wasn't a kid who liked to practice uh, longer than about ten minutes. You know, I want to learn this riff. Right. And then I'm then I'm done. You know, but the people who are really good I had a roommate at that beach house, he was asked to uh, when
0: what's for $140 a month or whatever you <laughs> yeah. said. 130, cost. Bucks. $130. Okay.
1: And he he had a uh, when Lindsey Buckingham
3: yeah. quit from yeah,
1: he was he was called in to audition. Hmm. He and he when he wasn't gigging, he was practicing 10 hours a day, eight to 10 hours a day, you know? He yeah, that's, really... that's an obsession, that's not just a hobby. Yeah, Right, and, well he's made a living. You have that. to to be that good. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm assuming though you take on that posture when it comes to lighting and setting. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you, I mean, you'll be there 10 hours a day.
1: If it need be, If it yes. need be, yeah.
2: But you just didn't want to practice we've
1: guitar for 10 a li- hours a day. <laughs> we got it, we've gotten a little faster.
0: For someone who is considering that path, um, there's a small percentage that go that know they want to do that and they're going to pursue it no matter what. But for somebody who's either on the fence or considering becoming a director of photography or moving in that direction, a, a piece of advice or something to watch out for, something to pay attention to, I, a takeaway for the audience.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I think I said it earlier. Uh, the, you know, surround yourself with people who have faith in you you know, and, and, and are saying, go do it, you know, and that Because was the, the
0: naysayers. What did you say before?
1: I I said, are going to weed themselves out yeah, automatically. You'll, you'll, uh, the people who do, who lack faith in you will get rid of themselves. Yeah. Ah, and, great uh, soundbite. uh, to me, I mean, it was, my brother told me this when I, when I quit general dynamics, my parents were completely flummoxed, you know, how, could he give up a, what a how, how can he give up How can he give up that job? And you know, it was a good job. Uh, on that note, I remember in 1989, when the wall came down,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: that uh, Convair division is where I work. General Dynamics, Convair Division, thir- 3,000 employees. Poof. The only the, the smart guys were at Hughes. They said, "Wait, wait, 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 we got some technology here. We can make satellite television." all of, all the all the all the, all the weapons companies just went belly up yeah, yeah. cuz nobody we didn't have an enemy anymore
0: <laughs> so you got so out I because got out. you actually pursued what you want yeah. <clears throat> wanted to
1: go after yeah and I respect I think, that i think if you do that and you have a passion for it you'll succeed hmm. it may not be tomorrow and it may not be next week but you will succeed at some point maybe when you're down to your last 20 bucks <laughs> you'll succeed yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what happens. Are you um are you mentoring a lot of people right now? Do you talk at a lot of do you go back to San Diego State and and speak?
1: I haven't uh, I did I did a, uh once or mm-hmm. twice. I think I went down once or twice and I where I was actually helping out was uh USC. Uh a friend of mine who who was a director Peter bonners He was he was sort of he had a, a professorship there and they would do a sitcom. Uh and they they do it they, they pretended they were the uh the the uh professors were the network yep and they you know somebody write a script somebody you know and the, the guys who were lighting the uh the 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 sets they had a you know i think a living room and maybe a kitchen and um they would come down to my show and I'd sh- sh- show them how it worked and then I'd go there and work with them a little bit to show them uh, how, I mean, that's how, what, how, it, how it works.
0: That's what the DP did for you. Like, yes, I don't know how to light that. Absolutely. So it sounds very, um, it's, it's transferred person it to person.
1: Yeah. 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 We're not doing anything different than uh, Carl Freund did on uh, Lucy and Desi. You know? He, he, he's the guy who invented it. Wow. That's the kind of lighting that would work. Right.
2: Right. That's amazing.
1: Oh, and by the way, Desi Arnaz... Was a visiting professor. He, he lived in Del Mar because he had, he had, he had a horse ranch up and, you know, he, he was into the ponies. and well, That's uh, where the, the track is, right? Yeah, it's yeah. right across the street. Yeah. And uh, he, he, uh, he taught oh, for one semester. He taught, produ- produ- con, you know, production and it was multicam, uh, production and directing. It was only for seniors. I was a junior. Ah. But i would stand in the back i went in every time and he was uh he was not ricky ricardo he was a brilliant well-spoken and very charming guy you know um it was that's probably probably part of the inspiration for you know for myself which is right. you know we love hearing stories from people because we're both not
2: from entertainment families and we love the business, and we are always trying to learn. And it sounds the same for you. Like you literally had a passion for something, and didn't want. And didn't want to just do like a nine to five job, or like the counselor said, a businessman, teacher, whatever. And no knock to businessmen or teachers out there. Um, most of my friends back east are all teachers. But uh, yeah, you just stuck with it,
1: and then put yourself in the right positions and kept going. Well, I got to tell you, I was, I the show I just finished. I walked in the first day, and there was a new young kid grip, and I said. I said, your last name's Peach. Are you any relation to uh, the Peach dynasty? And he says, yeah, Marty's my dad. Marty's my dad. His dad was a key grip. But his uncle, uh, he was a DP I worked for uh, in single camera for a little bit. He wasn't the, the bad guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, But the one who impressed me the most was the grandpa. He... I was, I'm working for this guy and i i i was i'm a big fan of laurel and Hardy and i'm a big fan of Admin costa mm-hmm. I, I don't know what ever happened to team comedy but uh, Foster
0: Brooks you a big fan of Foster Brooks too
1: yes okay he, this he he his i worked on a um for his dad his grandpa, grandpa yeah who was about eighty at the time and he had been director of photography on Sons of the Desert with laurel and Hardy in nineteen thirty three and I just thought that was the greatest thing. I was thinking how fun that must have been to work with those guys. Oh,
0: I'd be like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're up there with Chaplin. I mean, you, those are the you, top.
2: You
1: worked with them, but did you get to actually sit down and talk to them about anything? Or No, you know, it would be George LaFontaine. A man named George LaFontaine is, the, is my, my, he's the one who showed me how to light Newhart. And his, he has a son, Chris, who's also a director of photography. He learned from him. So Chris and I are somewhat interchangeable if one of us <laughs> is sick because we both learn from the same guy. Yeah. I can walk in on his sets, and I know what's going on. He walk in on mine and know what's going on. If he wow. didn't take the time to show you, do you think eventually you just would have kind of figured it out or uh,
2: just trial and error? Like, I
1: mean, Well, it's, it's a pretty simple uh, thing. It, the rest is your eye. You just have, to, get, you have, to, have to make sure you don't... You're not lighting the microphones and you're not lighting mm-hmm. the, you know, it's, it's, if we if we were a sitcom, yep, my key light would be up there, your key light would be up there, the pole, right, the boom pole would be in, but the shadow would be, whoops, the shadow would be over there, so out of the picture. Got it. Yeah. That's, that's the crux of it. Yep. And, and, and you get modeling because it's a back cross. So this side of my face is going to be darker than that side because this is my key light. Yeah. That's.
0: Tony, you know the term, right? Yeah, what back to cross,
1: here? bro. Come on. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's been working on on dropping a few terms. Yeah, uh, huh? It's great. It's yeah. n- they grow up so fast. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Wayne, thank you again for being here today, man. It's been it. yeah. uh, such a pleasure. Um, all right. Uh, for everyone out there watching us on YouTube, hit that smash like button. We appreciate that. Keeps us going. Uh, Spotify. You can find us on Google Play. I don't know. Some other things that are probably on. subscribe, online.
2: subscribe everywhere,
0: subscribe everywhere. Yeah, that we appreciate that, too. Um, Wayne, thank you again. Um, and for everybody else out there watching us, we will see you next time. Have a good weekend.